Do you really wanna make me proud? Or is it that you really end me dead? And you don't really wanna see me high. And you don't wanna see me angry at all. It ain't enough. Cuban links, that's a chain. Niggas just can't take it. When everybody had a dance, I was talking concrete. Pistols for niggas, baby mothers, and my arm break. recording at night I really do it's fucking lit bro straight like that it's really lit it's King Known Uncensored we got new music Fridays for the week of November 18th 2022 oh boy this was a very good Friday music wise but before we get to that we got a lot of NBA news popping you know I got no uh, trade thoughts yet. Those trade ideas will be saved for a whole nother show, right? So, you know, based on this show and the trades that are uh, the possible interest on this show, I'll be doing, you know, actual live trades for future episodes. If you can dig that. Now, we're going to start off with the Oklahoma City Thunder rumors. I heard they want to acquire Miles Turner and Joe Harris. Now, Joe Harris has been a player who is coming off of an injury. And um, I don't know. I mean... When he was healthy, he was always reliable in the regular season, but in the playoffs, he's always been shaky. But however, a change of scenery from toxic Brooklyn to a rising Oklahoma City Thunder who have a superstar in Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he would be quintessential for opening up in the corner to hit open shots. There'll be a lot less pressure playing, playing with Shea other than Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Miles Turner, hmm, I don't know. I mean, they got Chet Holmgren listed as a power forward. So I see what they're trying to do over there because Oklahoma City has been lacking at power forward since the departure of Serge Ibaka. So a Turner, a Gilgis Alexander, Harris, um, Giddy, Holmgren, and, and um, Turner lineup would be very interesting 
to go alongside those other role players like both the Jalen Williamses, the Usman Dangs, and a lot of the other younger Oklahoma City role players. So I think that'd be a good look for OKC if they happen to acquire both players. Oh, man. Here we go. Mr. I came in with my dick in my hand. The therapist who claimed Joshua Primo exposed himself to her on multiple occasions has now settled the lawsuit with Primo and the San Antonio Spurs. That lady probably got some cheese. He came in with his dick in his hand. So maybe put my foot in your ass, be cool. <laughs> Her mystical primo. <laughs> Damn, man. You, that nigga cost that, them boys money. And he cost himself some money, obviously, because she's getting checks from the both of you. Street Clothes Jr., Street Clothes Jr., a.k.a. Kawhi Leonard, has come out after the win in Detroit. Kawhi Leonard criticized the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, I feel like this quote is better than what Kevin Durant said and a little bit more respectful because he used words like we Even though the audacity of you to say anything right now, Kawhi, you ain't played but like four, five games, and you talking like you've been out there with with these dudes. Yeah, you were at the game, but you ain't contributing and shit to it. He basically said, I feel like we need to be better at everything out of timeouts, defensive rotations, definitely the offensive end. We got to start getting better shots and um, just everything. I feel like we're behind and we need to start focusing up in this push. I'm not necessarily upset about what he's talking about. The Clippers have been a little bit rusty. So, however, though, it's just the audacity for me. understand that your team needs to get, needs to get better but you just should have just kept it at that instead of going into detail nigga what have you done it seemed like Paul George was doing all the fucking work while you were gone nigga anyway Ben Simmons finally shows up wow and he made all of his field goals he had 15 10 and 8 the other night and I'm proud of the yellow belly bitch. I'm proud of him. Play like that. And the Nets could be in contention. But however, like I feel like it's about time. It's long overdue. Earn your 34 million. It's nothing to average 15, 10, and 8. Or 15, 8, and 10. You're 6'11. You push the point. You should be able to rebound and score on the inside.
a trade proposal from the Toronto Raptors side has proposed the Golden State Warriors a OG Ananobi and Draymond Green swap. Now my thoughts on this is Golden State should accept this tonight if possible within the next five minutes in my opinion. I feel like Draymond is on the downside of his career. He's still somewhat valuable as far as setting up the offense, but not valuable as an attacker of the basket with his jump shot, with his post moves on the offensive end. Defensively, there's a little bit left in the tank, I guess, but even that has slipped as the Warriors have become one of the worst defenses in all of basketball. And OG Ananobi is averaging almost 19 a game. He's gotten better as far as his jump shooting. He's always been like a defensive player. So bringing him in would be great. I mean, obviously, Andrew Wiggins would have to move to the power forward, which he was very effective at during last year's playoff run. I mean, Ananobi is a fire player. And anybody that doesn't recognize and says, no, no, don't give up Draymond. Draymond and Steph have this chemistry. Well, Dray well, OG Ananobi hasn't tore his team apart from the inside out. OG Ananobi didn't get suspended in an important finals game, okay? And there's more I could get into. But I feel like you got to go with the youth in this trade more so than all of the destruction that Draymond has caused. You know what I'm saying? You got to go with the youth. He's 24 and only getting better. Can you imagine him alongside Steph Clay and Jordan Poole? He would be dangerous on Golden State and would fit right in. And he's not a guy that demands anything. He doesn't demand the ball. He doesn't talk very much. He's very humble and appreciative to play in the NBA and doesn't try to bully motherfuckers like Draymond. Just saying. And Draymond on the other side, got to have the other side of things. I think that Draymond can help out in Toronto. You know, he'd be pretty snug at that power forward position next to Pascal Siakam at the five, then Scotty Barnes at three, who would obviously replace Ananobi in that starting lineup, um, Van Vliet, and Trent Jr. Pretty solid lineup still. I think Draymond Green could add, could uh, help Toronto possibly get past that play-in game into that eighth seed. Oh, boy. The Atlanta Hawks have opened up preliminary trade talks discussions involving John Collins. I think this is very fucking stupid. Why would you trade John Collins? Why? He doesn't mean any harm. He's already paid. He's already in the lineup. I know a lot of people have said that they like what they see out of Onyeka Okungwu. And I like him too, but I feel like two is better than one. I feel like strength in numbers has always contributed to championships. And what are you exactly are you going to bring in for John Collins? Are you upgrading? Because there's plenty of people out there that is an upgrade from Collins. 
But that would be the only reason why I would trade somebody like John Collins is because for upgrading purposes only. But them even thinking about trading him is so dumb because he has great chemistry with this team. And as a fourth option, there's no pressure on him to do much but catch alley-oops, hit an occasional mid-range jumper, and block a couple of shots. That's all you can really ask. The New York Knicks have shown a willingness to discuss Derrick Rose and Emmanuel quickly in trade talks. Um, okay. I understand. I understand that New York is deep at guard. I understand that, you know, Derrick Rose doesn't really want to be there. Despite his his coach being there. But I'm surprised that the Knicks... I mean, but Derrick Rose probably wants to go to a team that will utilize him and his talents a little bit more. I mean, Thibodeau is losing his touch, in my opinion. He just doesn't have the magic touch, so he has to go get players that fit the magic touch. And quickly is a good chip to barter when it comes down to maybe New York getting another star to go alongside Randall and uh, Brunson. They already lost out on Donovan Mitchell, so fuck it. The Phoenix Suns are interested in Kyle Kuzma, Harrison Barnes, and Kenya Martin Jr. Interesting choices. The question is, what happens if they get one, two, or maybe all three guys? I mean, Kyle Kuzma would go crazy on Phoenix. He would go nuts. I mean, obviously, they're trying to trade Jay Crowder. And I'm, I mean, Washington, Sacramento, or Houston could use him, I guess. More than likely, if he goes to Houston, he's getting bought out. You know, Crowder wants to go to Miami. We all know this. But Harrison Barnes would be also a good pickup to come off the bench. I mean, Kuzma would probably start right now on Phoenix. Kenya Martin Jr., definitely a dynamic player that Phoenix is missing. They need a guy that can attack the basket. I think that would be a good pickup. And if they got all three, I would say they would be like top three in the West, even though they're front runners in real life. And the last thing I want to discuss before we get to the main part of the show, get to the damn fucking part, right? The mixtape is back. A lot of mixtapes have surfaced over the last six, seven months, and DJ Drama is gaining his magic touchback. As the last few drama-based projects I've checked out have been very good, and then not just drama, but everyone else that is putting out mixtapes. You know, we're going to discuss a mixtape, two mixtapes today, another drama uh, production, and then, of course, uh, Roddy Rich. But, you know, Simba and Drama Project was dope. Um, Oh, yeah, I forgot. Actually, it's three mixtapes that came out today. One from Juicy J and Lex Luger and Trapaholics. Another one from Drama and Dave East. Then Roddy Rich. 
Meanwhile, of course, we have the GZ project, Snowfall, which has been highly anticipated. been a crazy ass year for uh the mixtape especially the last couple of months now let's get it in let's get it in and let's get it on all right so speaking of dave east dave east has had a solid year i mean he put out an ep called how did i get here earlier on this year that was pretty good and now that hasn't really changed much with his new offering with DJ Drama and producers Buddha and Grands, Book of David, as Buddha and Grands, the two producers, right, provided a soundtrack that seems like a movie. Because that's what I heard with this Book of David project. You know, this is up. I'm going to say this now. This is, uh, you know what, I'm going to save that until I'm done with the track breakdown. Pray. Dope-ass intro. Dope ass New York sounding beat, of course. Um, chills definitely gave me chills. I definitely enjoyed chills. I think that was a very good song. Trouble, you know, trouble follows Dave East everywhere he goes, apparently, right? Dope concept. FTWTD. Pretty decent. Felt like it was a little bit too short. Rules is just another play on the 10 crack commandments. I think Benny already did this. So, I mean, it's a good song, but it lacks originality. Gangsta. Pretty dope. I enjoyed Gangsta. God body is 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 definitely God body for sure. Seen a lot. This is dope, man. This is the first time I've heard like a male attack the queen bitch sample. I think that was very fucking dope for Dave East to do. Prison yard. Pretty decent song. Not gonna front. Eyes can see. I mean, with the Busta Rhyme sample, definitely shouldn't be a single. Egyptian Kings, pretty solid. Aggravated. Aggravated is probably the weakest song on here. And guess what? It's a really good song. So as you can tell, I definitely enjoyed the project already. Disrespectful was the song I played in the intro. Very dope song. I like the backdrop and I clearly like the vibe and it puts you in a trance. It hypnotizes you, you know what I'm saying? Especially the hook. Um, Ten Toes Interlude featuring Burner Fire. Dave East destroys this beat. Call the promoters. Pretty fire. I, I, I love I, I like the song. East is going. Eternal. Featuring Mama Butter and uh King Shooter. Dope and heavy. Oh my god. I don't know, man. Between that and disrespectful, those are the two best songs on this project to me. 
And Book of David is crazy. Now, all in all, man, Book of David is a very great offering by Dave East. It's definitely his best project since Survival. And I'm really feeling it. it I'm feeling New York when I hear this uh, body of work. We all know that Dave East can rap. We all know Dave East's skills. It's just the masses don't seem to understand how to market him. Because Dave East should be on the level of a Kendrick, of a J. Cole, of a Benny the Butcher, of a Freddie Gibbs even. I don't think Dave East gets enough, gets the respect of even a person on Freddie Gibbs level. He's definitely better than the commercial, the more commercial popular artists like Lil Baby, like Roddy Rich, like Gunna, Young Thug. He's definitely more skilled than them. But Book of David is a very strong offering. Real bars, real rhymes, dope beats, everything you want in a, in a project. Now let's move on to Juicy J, Lex Luger, and Trapaholic's new project called Crypto Business. Let's start with Night in the Club. Pretty decent song to start with. Cause I live it with Wiz Khalifa, fire. Be careful, featuring finesse two times. Yeah, man, Juicy J always has one of these songs where he's giving out free game, and I happen to love those songs because they feel like Juicy J is just one-dimensional when he actually has a lot to offer as a recording artist. And I feel like, despite his lengthy career he's still underrated for some reason despite him lasting in three different generations of rap big trees talk was hilarious it's good to hear from big trees man y'all remember that three six mafia show from the hood to hollywood i gotta rewatch that show i'm sure they got copies of it and whatnot Hit the smoke. Pretty cool, pretty laid back. Coinbase, man, I wish Coinbase was another verse or a little bit longer, at least three minutes long. Coinbase is hype. My favorite record on here is Kill That Shit featuring Beat King and Lil Kiki. Like the Lil Kiki was the sample, that's why he got the credit. Beat King on the hook, I mean, this is definitely a strip club song. Juicy J, man. Wow. Respectfully. Definitely enjoyed that. R.I.P. Fire. I got eh, pretty mid to me. Cinder Down was solid. I didn't care too much for Shroom's remix, but it's okay. Clap featuring Trey Dizzle. This track could have done without Trey Dizzle. The track was dope. It's a strip, another strip club record. Trey Dizzle's verse was completely ass. Mind Joe Business featuring LeChat. Yo, LeChat bodied this. It's good to hear LeChat in 2022. 
Um, Let It Go. I wish that song was another verse and longer. Hot Sauce, definitely one of my favorites on here. Really dope. Know what's in it. That's pretty good. That's a cool ass concept right there. And last but not least, the outro where he explains how the last three months for him have been fucked up for some reason. But he never really gets into it. You know, this is an outro where he's talking on it. All in all, crypto business is something you expect out of Juicy J. And Lex Luger, of course, who pretty much only produces for Juicy J. Low key. That's the only time I hear from Lex Luger is with Juice. And that's completely fine. Um, I feel like this is a very entertaining project. It's no surprise. It's definitely something that you play in the ride or play at the club or at a house party or something. Pretty cool. Move on to Roddy Rich's new mixtape, Feed the Streets 3. Roddy Rich is coming off of a sophomore slump. Live Life Fast was not it. I'm going to tell you that right now. I have felt like, oh no, this kid's got the sophomore slump. And he needs to regenerate his buzz so that he can get back to, uh, please excuse me, I'm antisocial, Roddy Rich. Because that last project was a heap of garbage. It was a bag of bird doo-doo. But Feed the Streets 3, Roddy Rich bounces back. Let's get into Just Because. Pretty solid song to start the project with. I like the vibe of it. King Size was fire. Heavier was dope. Blue Cheese was dope. Favor for a favor was good. Twin with Little Dirk. Man, Little Dirk bodied that song. Like Lil Dirk went to work. Like Dirk is getting better. Dirk has gotten better as an overall artist. I have to give credit where credit is due. I still don't think he's as good as his fans think he is. But on this track, that nigga flew off the handle. Aston Martin Truck, another catchy record. Get Swept, that was dope. Belly of the Beast, that was solid. Stop Breathing was okay. Fade Away was cool. Number One Freak with Ty Dolla Sign. That's a dope record. I feel like this track, even though it misses the top 100, I think it's still a dope record. I love the lyrics, man. I like the bars. Pressure, man, DJ Mustard killed that beat. And that's a catchy ass record. No Rest was pretty solid as well. Letter to My Son was great. But here's the thing. Overall, Feed the Streets 3, this is exactly the injection that Roddy Rich needed. He's actually um, spitting on here. He's actually rapping on here. It's not all singy-songy. It's not all Rod Wave-esque. Unshot my mama five times and she done fucking lived it and she's now on dope. 
I told my kids that that day was gonna lose all they hope. I'm tired of that. You know, I was glad that Roddy Rich didn't do that the whole project. It's a very dope, catchy record. He's actually spitting on here, and the bars is actually hitting. Not like a lyricist, but I'm like, oh shit. He's not just singing. He's just, you know, spitting. Feed the Streets 3, man. Definitely a worthy listen. And let's move on to the last project of the night. 38 Special and Harry Fraud. If you're unfamiliar with who 38 Special is, he is the leader of the Trust Crew. And he is also the son of legendary rapper Cool G Rap. And 38 Special is carving his own lane out on his own and he's he's just as good as his pops in my opinion i i mean i ain't know i ain't know this nigga was really like this because like on the trust the sopranos project he doesn't appear that much on there and then on the features he's always done all right but on this album this guy has shown that he's underrated Um, let's start off with Warm Winter. Warm Winter is dope as hell. Special featuring Stove God Cooks. Um, if you're familiar with my show, you already know how I feel about Stove God. I feel like I am Stove God biased. So you already know what I think of this song. Even though I feel like it's a little bit too short. A lot of these songs are short records. There's not a song on this project that's three minutes long. I was wondering how I floated through that bitch so uh, quickly. Um, let's move on to Loverboy Interlude. 38 is going crazy on this record. Styles Pizza. 38 Special seems seem to float all over this record. Charlene, another great song. Two threes, two twenty-threes featuring Conway the Machine. Conway the Machine was going crazy, of course. Uh, Mint Green with Currency. I like that song. Target Practice. That's probably one of my favorite records on here. Cool ass 90s vibe. It also features Jim Jones, who's also done albums with Harry Fraud. Um, Band of Brothers featuring Ransom and Benny the Butcher. I mean, you got three top tier lyricists on a song. You're not going to miss. Back to Shore with Wiz Khalifa and El Camino. Dope. I love the vibe of that shit. All in all... Beyond Belief by 38 Special and uh, Harry Fraud is a really good project. 38 Special definitely floats and flows all through the album like crazy. He definitely has bars. 
definitely underrated. You know, it's a short project too, so it's good for the low attention span. I definitely enjoyed myself. All right, that is my show for tonight. This is King Known Uncensored, New Music Fridays for the week of November the 18th, and I'm gone.